Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Dash Back Talk. I'm Dawn Wright DeBronx and we've got Aaron and Jeff and John here. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hey. <laughs> and it's Drive Time Friday, TGIF. Everybody's psyched. We're going to go camping tonight, tomorrow's prom. There's all this stuff going on. So um, we're pretty pretty excited about the weekend this weekend. And uh, we've had an interesting week. It's been pretty cool. So I'd like... I mean, from from let, let's just start off with it is drop dead gorgeous outside. It is seventy degrees right now. Is that about right? Yep. Yeah, it's yeah, like take right. your clothes off weather without question. <laughs> because it was forty five like two days ago, and it's been really crazy here. Just beautiful and then awful weather. But um, right now it is definitely like you want to go out, you want to get a tan, you want to feel fantastic, and. We were talking about this, um, you know, some of us don't want to take our clothes off and take your clothes off whether for some reasons and others for others. So um, we chose to do something the past, uh, well, it's about 14 days now. Um, Aaron, why don't you talk a little bit about it because you've been hankering for a cheeseburger harder than <laughs> harder than I have. <laughs> the uh, the master cleanse? Yeah. The, the Or the lemonade diet. But uh, tell them about it. It's ten days of nothing but lemonade, fresh lemons and grade B maple syrup. I don't remember exactly what grade B means, but uh, oh, here, let me do that. The grade B maple syrup is like when you're late in the season, the syrup that's coming out of the trees in the latest um, gathering, whatever they call that sapping of the trees. Um, is the most mineral rich, and so they call it grade B. It's the late dark. Lend of the season syrup that's coming out of the trees and it has the most mineral content and the most nutritional value and so you squeeze a lemon and a fresh squeezed ripe lemon in purified water and you put a couple tablespoons of this really dark maple syrup and you drink that and you do so these think, internal <laughs> Bark, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do these um, internal salt water flushes, you drink this um, unidized Celestial salt is the one we used, and you drink that every morning, and you used smooth move uh, laxative dieter's tea to be able to go ahead and move things through because there's no fiber, right? There's no food, there's no fiber, so you just got to keep moving things through. I I got to say the number one wow factor of this particular cleanse, besides the fact that I had great energy and I I felt really good in comparison to any kind of distilled water fast or depleting energy kind of things I've done, is that, I mean, 14 days I've been doing this thing, and, I mean, when 13 days with no food, no solid substance, solid substance was still clearing my body. And that made me realize the value of doing a cleanse like this and just really just cleaning out the pipes, right? I mean, pretty wild. Then I guess it makes you realize uh, how full of shit you are. 
<laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to look at it for sure. I mean, come on. If if I've been eating like meat for the past like 40 years of my life, and it takes two weeks for some stuff to clear, and it's still clearing. I mean, Lord knows how old some of the stuff in my pipes actually is. You, you know, you're and, just not, you're Don. You're just not eating fast enough. <laughs> the fast you eat, the faster it goes through. I'm here to tell you firsthand. <laughs> Taco Bell. I need more Taco Bell. There you go. <laughs> I well, tell you what, what you I've been visiting Taco Bell Andy, quite a bit while Andy's you guys have been here? on this plan. Kind of. Andy, you had you've had a lot of um, digestive problems, things that have really bothered your gut for quite some time. Just living in the same space as you, I've known that. Talk about what your experience has been from this cleanse. Well, it's not really pretty. I mean, the end result is great, but it, the the process to get to it was not pretty. Well, go ahead. I mean, we can talk about. I mean, don't you know? Don't don't make everybody you know toss cookie. But like, <laughs> talk honestly about what your experience has been in the results, and you know what you kind of had to go through to get there. Well, the salt water was the main thing. Uh, going ten days without putting anything like it's just whatever was making me have you know the pain in my stomach uh cutting out everything and just doing uh lemons and and the salt water which was fantastic wow. pretty much it it allowed my body to fight whatever i had and get rid of anything that was causing me pain so now i just you know i feel completely clean i have no pain i uh, you know i haven't been sick i feel healthy and energy i have a lot of energy that's amazing. Yeah, and, and have you started to... on food yet? Do what now? Have you started back on food yet? No, I haven't. Yeah, I mean, I've started back on some food, and and will speak to like any food that I eat is making me like, oh, I don't like it at all. I'm not enjoying it. I can eat some gluten free cookies, and be okay. But if I add any almond milk, or if I go ahead and I go into like some rice or things that have a lot of bulk to them. Um, I, I feel terrible, and I, I didn't keep down the dinner that I tried to consume. So my body's not done cleansing, I don't think. Erin, um, I know you've had a different experience. You've kept down no problem, kind of moved right into food without issue, haven't you? Yeah, I had I had uh, two friendships the first time I tried to eat real food again. After, going, after doing the 10-day cleanse, then going uh, one day on orange juice, fresh squeezed orange juice, and then one day of fresh squeezed orange juice and eating oranges like that the night of the second day I ate a couple of uh chips and I kind of like burped and tasted the chip exactly and kind of my stomach felt a little funny for probably like 20 minutes tops but since then I've managed to keep down a full Wendy's meal it, I just had to eat it in two parts because it filled me up quick and uh I've been able to keep down a breakfast burrito and a whole bag of sun chips with no problems, no. <laughs> That's funny. I've been able to keep down. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that my result um, to this is I have a lot more food allergies than everybody else here, and I've had a lot more um, issues, uh, except Andy's had some real struggles with his stuff. So um, I'll be curious, and him and I are probably track pretty closely in the reintegration of uh of food back into our diet is probably going to be a lot trickier than somebody who wasn't having any issues when they started. You know, I would assume. That would be my guess. So, I can tell you um, about my diet, but you guys just get hungry. 
<laughs> we know. I mean, so and, and John, John has completely the opposite situation that he's been going on. He didn't want to do the cleanse because he was really concerned about losing any more weight. So he has been doing a full-on I'm going to gain weight and I'm going to make it happen now um, thing. So, John, talk a little bit about what you've been doing. Well, I mean, I have a uh, 6% body fat. So that's like that's like way too lean. That's like I mean that's that's just a rail. So I've been working on gaining weight, which is kind of hard because I have a super fast metabolism. And uh, pretty much, it, I mean everywhere I've read or been told or anything is that to to get bigger to bulk up when you're working out and everything. It's just to eat everything. If you see it, eat it. And if you can't, force yourself to. I mean, you, it's like I think I'm ingesting at least. I'm supposed to be bringing in 4,000 calories a day, but I'm working. I'm I'm probably around 3,500 right now. So I I can't fact, even imagine that much food. I mean, two weeks ago I, I weighed 100, <laughs> 151 pounds, and I weighed myself yesterday, and I was at 164. Damn. So I mean, in two weeks to fluctuate that much that much weight. And I mean, you're I also working that. out too, and muscle weighs more yeah. than fat, so he, he right. he's not just eating and sitting on his butt. Right, so like right. everything well, he's been I have packing it in right with MREs and stuff too, right? Yeah, I mean, every, everywhere I can get. I mean, an MRE, an MRE is at least like 2,000 calories in one of those things. So they're more oh, than that. Helpful. They're like 3,500 calories. Yeah, they're like 3,500 calories. They're pretty Oh, that's deep. super so, I mean, helpful. That's, okay. I mean, yeah. yeah I was going like to say, if you had to do right it in 1,000 thousand calorie meals, you would just kind of float with all that fat. Um you know, like I know that I just had, I tried to have some rice with some coconut oil in it after what we've been eating, and even coconut oil was too heavy in the grease factor for me. So, like, it's so on the opposite side of the spectrum, it's a little funny, yeah. you know. But um, yeah, I mean, plus it's all about you know, it's actually getting the right workout for what you want to do, you know, and just doing it the right way, doing certain muscle groups and on certain days and kind of just switching it up and keep them guessing but not breaking routine too much. It's, I mean, it's a lot more than I thought it was going to be, like, complex-wise. It's kind of just, I, mean, I don't know, it's it's different. <laughs> you got a lot of muscles. you got to do a lot of different workouts. A lot of different workouts. And yeah. this time I've actually, I mean, because I've worked out previously, and Mom's seen my changes. You know, I've gone through pretty decent changes, but I've never worked out my legs. And this time I'm actually working out my legs, which I think is helping. Because, I mean, that's the biggest part. That's the biggest muscle in your body. You know, if you don't work that out, then the rest of you is just kind of, eh. I think the heart's the biggest muscle in your body. Uh, that's the, your thighs so are... the quadriceps are pretty big. quadriceps are huge. <laughs> They're some of the biggest muscles in your body. So, I mean... Right, right, your, right. Yeah. yeah. And, and not the most valuable, but definitely the largest. And, um, yeah. you know, speaking of which, if you've ever... Like, I went, I used to be an EMT... And uh, my grossest emergency room story wasn't because of gruesome, because there was some gruesome, but this guy had a femur fracture. And for those of you who don't know, the the femur is the bone that is from your knee to your hip. And the guy busts his femur, and it breaks, lopped right in half, right, snaps in half. And the quadriceps and the hamstrings and the glutes, which is your butt cheek, are all so strong that and they're pulled so tight like a rubber band that when you break that femur bone, the quadriceps and the hamstrings pull your knee into your hip. 
and it just it's it's a really really heavy duty thing to watch and having to pull traction pull that foot back out and you realize how strong and how much muscle is holding that all together there and and how much power they have a lot of really nasty stuff goes on you know if if you break your femur um but uh and that was the one thing that that really impacted my understanding of exactly how powerful and how muscular um, that upper leg actually is. So um, the heart might be the most valuable muscle, but the quadricep <laughs> definitely wins in power, oh, for sure. Uh, I'm sorry, a little bit trail on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Alex is telling us that we've got a commercial break. Um, during these breaks, we're going to play some music from our guy, John Ojaka, he was, uh, I think it was Monday nights or Tuesday nights he came on, and uh, no, Wednesday night he was our guest, and he did some brilliant stuff. He's out of New Zealand, and uh, no. he's, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I thought he's, go- I thought he's out based out of California right now. Well, okay, but he's totally from New Zealand. Oh, <laughs> right on. I know I was talking to him in New Zealand um, on Skype, and he's got some great music. He's got an interesting backstory, and we'll come back and talk a little bit about that right after this.
All right. That was John Ojaka, and you're back here for the Dash Drive Time and with Babcock. So we're talking about stuff that's gone on this week, and, um, you know, what has gone on this week? We've had some really cool guests on the show. Uh, what else do you want to go over, guys? I don't want to just do all the talking. Well, I want to hear about. I want to hear how it went with uh, with John. Uh, John was cool. I had I had women all over the globe skyping me, telling me how cute he was. <laughs> yeah. I, that's been happening a lot this week, Jeff. You've been really hitting it out of the park with the female listeners. Uh, between Brown Broussard and John Ojaka, I was definitely getting um, my Facebook wall and <laughs> my Skype box was definitely moving. Nice. Um, you know, yeah, John John was a really good guy, and he's got an interesting story. From what I read, he uh, he was engaged to uh, Priscilla Presley? Is that or, no, no, Lisa Marie Presley. Lisa, Lisa Marie Presley, sorry. Yes. And uh, and now he's like I think married, couple of kids, happy, happy guy. You know, had some an interesting run with Hollywood. Um, from what I saw, he's had uh, he got his you know five minutes of fame, but he didn't get it all the way. And so that was you know he's had his disappointments. But and he sounds like a pretty grounded, really good guy with great music and uh, a bright, shiny future. Sure, it just goes to show you can go through some up and downs and still come out at the end. Yeah, for sure. And he's also got um, you know, he's got a totally different spin on the music industry that he's doing now. He's um, you know, he's coming at it from the marketing perspective and helping other musicians. So, you know, he's he's doing his own stuff, but he's helping other musicians at the same time and it's it's paying the bills and he gets to stay in his industry. So, it's you know, that's what we're finding out from the musicians out there is that uh, you know everybody starts with that dream of you know the you know uh, stadium full of people listening to your next song but the reality is is there's a lot of different stuff that you can do within the music industry to pay the bills and uh to still be within your industry and you can play your music and cut your CDs and you can enjoy that space too um and just be part of the industry from the business side and not have it only be about how many CDs did you sell. So um, I'm learning a lot about the music industry interviewing these guys um, between him and Rachel. And uh, we have some some upcoming. We've got Gaia coming up uh, on the 22nd, and they're a pretty cool band. And who is that other musician that's just really cool? Hadar Manor, is that her name? Hadar Manor, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we've got some, and so I think we, um, you know, they're coming up on the 18th and the 22nd. So some really neat musicians coming up. Yeah, I'm excited to see them. How about uh, Kathy Groover? Did you did you uh, like the interview with her? Oh, I loved her, and she because see, like I have just for anybody who's listening out there, I have fibromyalgia. I got Lyme's disease in 1993, and I got sick, and. That, that's kind of been riding me at the back of my brain and my physical body has really had some struggles over the past 25 years. And and uh, so the Master Cleanse, you know, when I say that it means more to me, I've got more physical issues, more allergies. I mean, i got 20 years on these guys too, so I'm sure that, you know, in 20 years they might have a few more to add on to their, their health list, but <laughs> their checklist. But um, Kathy has a wonderful, incredible background, and so I asked her during the show, I emailed her and asked her if she'd be willing to take me on as a client. And so as we're going through all this stuff, she gave me a website that caused my cupboards to be close to bare. Um, she told me to go ahead and uh, and Google uh, hidden names of MSG. And so we did, 
and this truthandlabeling.org site uh, came up. And uh, Alex, will you um, just get that actual URL for me while we're talking? Um, because I want to make sure I send people to the right site. But I, yes, I, I found I, I, I will need to, I will need to know that URL as well because I would have to send Kathy a thank you card for all the stuff <laughs> that I got out of your pantry while you were cleaning that pantry out. <laughs> That's the truth. You had garbage bags full of food that we sent. <laughs> oh, John, I scored big time. It was like Christmas. <laughs> big old garbage bag in his truck. What That's right. is this? Like, oh, it's everything with MSG in it. Okay. Well, I happen to like MSG. It's 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 right up there next to Hershey's. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Well, that's the I, thing. I'm waiting you know? for them to come out with it in a in a, in a can or, or a jar fashion where I can just drink it. They have it. It's called Accent. You could sprinkle it on all of your food. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just it's, something I can put a straw into and just drink it straight. Yeah, you know, people don't realize MSG or MSG toxicity or MSG allergies. Then a lot of people walk around not knowing that they're allergic and that that's what's wrong with them. So to just throw out there, for those of you who eat Chinese food and blow up like a balloon in front of your own eyes and go, this is like a phenomenon, that's MSG. For those of you who eat Chinese food, and I'm going to pick on Chinese food a little bit because it's really obvious when you eat Chinese food because the Chinese do use MSG in most of their sauces. And soy sauce has MSG, so you get it in Chinese food almost guaranteed, even when you ask for them not to put any MSG in, there are a ton of things that they use that they can't take it out of. But um, their seasonings have MSG in it. Exactly, their seasonings and their sauces and, you know, hoisin sauce. And, you know, if you ask for it, you can't get egg drop soup without it. You can't get a lot of things without it. So, um, but if, if you get a headache after you eat Chinese food, if you get joint pain or a bunch of fatigue after you eat Chinese food, this would be MSG, toxicity, allergy, or poisoning. Now, it just depends on your level of your reaction. Um, some people can have a certain amount of MSG, and it doesn't even phase them, where others have a huge reaction to even the most microscopic amount. Um, I have a lot of sensitivity to it, and the other night I drank something that was a broth that we think had, and because we found out that all bouillon has MSG in it, um, but Alex reacted, had an MSG reaction, and I didn't. So, um, you know, it really depends on the amount of MSG that each person can tolerate, you know, but uh, you can go ahead and check it out and, and Google Hidden names of MSG, and uh, and you'll find out because literally we were floored by the stuff that it actually means MSG in your food. It was crazy. Aaron, uh, I was floored by the size of the bag that I was carrying out of here. <laughs> but, did you get that website, by chance? Nope, nope. Alex hasn't hasn't typed it. it to me. Oh. He's typing something. Oh, he's typing five minutes. Hold on. I'll find oh. it while you guys go ahead and talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you about how uh, how, how uh, Mr. Oz went. Well, you can't ask me and then have me look up um, hidden names of MSG. I, I was going to have Alex do that, but he didn't do it. Right, hidden names for MSG. Hold on. Uh, hidden names for Truthinlabeling.org. You just go to truthinlabeling.org, so T-R-U-T-H-I-N, labeling, L-A-B-E-L-I-N-G, 
dot org. Would it be better if I put on speaker? Okay, we can hear everything that you guys are doing right now. <laughs> I don't right. know if you know. No, we didn't know. Okay, truthandlabeling.org, and then um, this is, says forward slash hidden sources dot html. So truthandlabeling.org forward slash hidden sources dot html. And um, if you actually Google hidden names for gluten, you can find that out too. And, and you know, it, it's really interesting. But what what they're saying is that a certain number, a certain amount of MSG has to be in the actual product or they don't have to go ahead and say that that's what it is. So, um, you know, the labeling laws lets them get away with putting other names like spices. So what Kathy Groover, Dr. Kathy, was telling us was that, you know, if, if you see on a label where it says salt, pepper, paprika, oregano, and spices, and you're like, well, wait a minute, you just told me the name of all those spices. Why don't you tell me the name of the rest of the spices and just calling them spices? That means that it's uh, there's MSG, and they don't want to tell you what the other spices are. And MSG is considered a spice. So right. um, if they say natural foods, or you know, or if they say um, if they say no MSG has been added to this product. That's not them saying there's no MSG in the product. If there was no MSG in the product, it would say no MSG. But it, there's stuff that naturally has MSG in it, which is why another thing that they'll put on there is natural flavors. Natural right. flavors means MSG. So soy protein, whey protein, yeast extract. I mean, I sat there going, oh, my word, as we're just throwing away food because for me, I want to I want to spend a, a month totally MSG free and see if a lot of my problems are actually due to hidden MSG. And if it is, you know, and if I'm not in pain because I don't eat the stuff anymore, then then I know what my what my solution is. So, but but you, you know, you've actually had problems with MSG for 25, 30 years. As long yep. as I've known you, you've had problems with MSG. Yep, I certainly have. She's you know, yeah, I just didn't know that it was hidden in all of these foods. And I don't know if that's been a new thing, that, that they're hiding it in more food lately, because it's a good preservative, and it preserves color, and it preserves flavor, and it adds flavor. It enhances flavor. That's why that, that spice accent, um, you know, it's what, you know, you put it on apples so that they won't turn brown from the air if you slice it and you know it accentuates the tastes and flavors in foods and that's what MSG does it preserves the color and it preserves the flavor and enhances the flavor unfortunately oh, i get sick from it <laughs> so it yeah, sounds like a great thing <laughs> <laughs> nobody can question why we shouldn't be married <laughs> So, yeah, Jeff and I have known each other for 25, 30 years, and he's my ex-husband and the father of my kids, and we get along great as friends and coworkers. Um, we just couldn't be married. So for those of you who are out there every single day, you know, fighting the good fight and co-parenting with your exes, it's way easier when you don't fight. It's way easier on the kids, right, John? Well, I mean, yeah. We're on a radio <laughs> show together, so, I mean, I guess it's working out. It's just fine. <laughs> <laughs> have to be. It's a radio show. Yeah. <laughs> you hated each other in private. You definitely want to get on something publicly and 
talk nicely. Well, yeah. Talk. I mean, Alex and I are married, and, and, and we, we all have a really big, happy family now. So it's way easier to get along with your exes. Um, but when we come back, we'll talk about one of those ex situations that Jeff uh, found out about, the rise in divorces due to f- the women of the world drinking after they get married, right after this on The Dash. Here come these feelings once again The ones I thought had long come to an end They stir me up and knock me up inside And my conclusions are brought into the light Taught me to listen to Fridays, it's uh, it's a great, great time to sit back and relax. And 
and just to talk about things for the week. So I'm sitting here with with uh, John and Jeff and Aaron and Andy and Alex and you know, we we were going through some stuff and we'll talk more about some more guests, but Jeff came up with a really interesting article today. And Jeff, tell him what that article talked about. Well, this was on uh MSN and it was an article written by uh Kristen Wong about 2 hours ago and it was uh it, it's kind of an article that strikes me because it's something I'm going through in my life. But it's a rising number of divorces are blamed on wives drinking. Mm. So, yes. so, yeah, and and we all have different experiences with this. And you know, we've I'm sure we heard Wanda get all uppity and go, "Oh, men have been drinking for decades." <laughs> so. So we can hear all the women livers going, well. And uh, as somebody who actually has the experience that Jeff's talking about and, the, you know, that we, we've had some experience with some women that uh, are part of our family that started drinking and they, you know, they did ruin their marriages. And you can see that that's a really challenging thing and, and why it would increase. And so we were talking about it. And, and then I stumbled upon this article just now and I thought it was kind of interesting because did you guys know that they opened up combat roles in the United States military for women? Yes. Well, they, yeah, and they've been pushing it for a while now. They've been wanting to let the girls go fight, you know. It I mean, says that it, the military has lifted the ban on women serving in combat, a move that will allow women into hundreds of thousands of frontline positions and potentially elite commando units. Yep. I mean, they've been wanting this for a long time now, so it's, it's, I mean, I guess it's good that they finally got it. Yeah, I mean, so it's like, you know, the you fear. can imagine. Well, the fear are... with that is, though, is, is, is them getting caught. They're, they're, they haven't done this before because their fear was them getting caught behind enemy lines and, well, and, that and the, 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 tortured and giving up information that shouldn't be given up. Right. That and like the physical nature of like the different like the difference between men and women. Like if you got a guy who's like 250 plus and just bowed up and just a beast, and this he gets like shot in the leg or something, and then he's with a a tiny little girl, you know, or little woman, you know, and I mean, how is how is she gonna like firemen carry him out of like a firefight zone or like, you know, I mean. There's, there's, yeah, there's I don't I don't know what all of the issues or why it's been why it's been lifted, but I mean, you know, I I can see why women would be fighting for the right to go ahead and and uh and do what they're trained and skilled to do and not be held back by by a limitation like that, I suppose. You know, I watched GI Jane. Demi Moore made a pretty good argument for it. <laughs> they now make a they now, they now make a, a Betty Crocker's little baker's oven for boys now. So I mean, it, right. it's, it's oh, yeah. everything flip flopping. That's true. We're not in the fifties anymore, so things are you know things are everything's going to flip flop. Right, and I know a lot of great male chefs, so it's not uh, the kitchen isn't for women and the military isn't for men. It's uh, you know, it's it's really who you are and what what you believe in and what you commit your life to. And yeah. didn't the UFC just have one of their first women's fights? The UFC? Yeah. Damn, that's cool. So yeah, so I mean, I can imagine women are probably going ahead and drinking more within their marriages because. Like back in the day, you couldn't be you in marriage, well, you know. McAllister says that that uh, sometimes these women drink at home uh, as a way to cope with stress or depression, but many times the drinking is more social and accompanied by a large network of friends and colleagues. 
Mm. And a lot of it is because it's based on also that uh, the drinking compatibilities uh, uh, are different. Let's say the, the, the man doesn't drink and the woman drinks, that's going to create a problem. But if they're both drinking, uh, the divorce rate is, is lessened quite a bit. But oh, if you I have one imagine, that drinks, yeah, one I mean, that doesn't drink. There is nothing it's, worse in the world than being sober in a room full of drunks or being sober when your partner is snookered. It's like, oh, oh, my God, it's so horrible, it's annoying, it's babysitting. You don't actually get to enjoy yourself at all because you're too busy taking care of your drunk partner who's being loud and obnoxious. Hair. Huh? you got to uh, hold her hair yeah, while well, she's... Wait a minute, uh, wait a minute. You can't exactly <laughs> say, like, you, you would babysit your best, any any one of your best friends, you know, like your true best friends, like if they, like, got too drunk. So, I mean, like... With a Sharpie. Yeah, but if oh, they yeah. did it every week. With <laughs> <laughs> a Sharpie. So they, well... <laughs> yeah, but it, but if you're if you're the sober partner in a marriage where one person is drinking and you're the sober partner, John, I mean, can you imagine what a drag that marriage would become? Every time you go out, it would be a drag. I mean, we watched what Jeff went through. Oh, it's a headache. You just don't know. I mean, you you go in there pulling your hair out just when you're getting ready to start to enjoy yourself, and then all of a sudden you you got to go because something stupid just happened. Yeah. Right, because your partner can't control themselves. Right. You know. I, I mean, mean I mean the difference if they can like control their liquor and like actually like still be coherent when they're slightly intoxicated, you know? Not like yep. wobbling around breaking stuff and just like making a, an ass out of yourself, you know. It's like it that that's totally different, you know. I mean, you gotta be an alcoholic and like a sloppy drunk for it to get on my nerves, but it's like my partner's just like, you know, buzzing, you know, and just, like, enjoying themselves, not really being a jerk about it, then, I mean, I guess it's all right. Yeah, yeah there's well, a fine line there, there not, to being, uh, like, just barely drunk and, and, and sloppy drunk. Mm-hmm. And, and right. for a drunk to find that line, I think it's it's a tough line to find. Yeah, Word. if somebody has a drinking problem, they don't find right. that line very well, you know, and it really puts a lot of pressure on a relationship if uh, if people aren't compatible. You know, I think it's like if if you're if you're somebody who doesn't drink, you don't want to be with a partner who's a drinker. You know, I know I also know though, you know, that are, I have friends who are recovered alcoholics that haven't had a drink in 20 years that married somebody who had never had a drinking problem, and they don't have a problem with them drinking, but that person isn't an excessive drunk. You know, there's a really big difference between people who are excessive. And people who, you know, are completely within their comfortable limits, and you know, they're responsible with all of their consumption habits. Well, yeah, there's a difference between having a, a, a glass of, of wine to go to bed or something than than, than having a, a bottle of wine to go to bed <laughs> every night. Every night. <laughs> right. Happy hour. That version of, sure. of, uh, of Nyquil. Well, I mean, if it's it's okay if you're going to drink and then and then go to sleep quietly, (laughs) but if you're going to drink and go to sleep hollering or or doing stupid shit, then it ain't no fun. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true, and you know, it's it's not like alcoholism is a nightmare. So it's a shame that you know we're seeing articles where marriages are being destroyed more often now by women with you know with drinking habits. You know, it's. You know, and and that's something that's really interesting to me. You know, you got all these people who are, you know, they, 
Well, I don't want to get into that conversation. I just realized I'm I'm not going to have the conversation that I just was going to start. So we're going to move. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing, though. See, 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 now, here's the thing. We're gonna we're gonna uh, uh, they put they, they put women in combat. It's going to give them more stress. <laughs> They're going to drink more. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and and so maybe it's all women? a contributing factor to this report. Not that, that military women don't already drink, because I mean, trust me, they do. But it's probably going to cause some more drinking to occur. I mean, being all sure. stressed out. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, high combat situations got to be stressful, and it's got to be stressful for men too. I mean, I think that right now we're living in a world where there aren't really any more defined roles based on gender. You know, and and. I got to say, like, my uh, my oh, oh, my opinion oh of this has moved around over the past 25 years. You know, like, back in the day it was like women can do anything that men can do. And then, you know, over the years it's like, well, they should have the right to. But there are certain things that, you know, I wouldn't want to do and that I do want the men in my life to go and help me out with because they are physically more equipped to do it than I am or whatever. Um, you know, Trash I have doesn't count. Huh? Taking out the what trash. What Taking out the trash doesn't <laughs> um, Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> the bottom line is, is that you know, back in the day, they didn't have as much confusion and as much struggle in in gender gender roles because gender roles were clearly defined. And today, in our world, there are no gender roles that are clearly defined, and there's no. This is your place, um, and that's your boy. place. Pool boy. Huh? Pool, pool, pool boy. Pool boy. <laughs> pool boy. Yeah, pool that boy. The boy, job. Mm-hmm. The pool boy. Yeah. So, um, and and Alex just wrote that um, post-traumatic stress disorder is at an all-time high too. So it's like you know we've got we've got people right now they don't know who they are. Nobody knows who they are anymore, which is why we have so many life coaches on our show. You know, we've got so many people who are moving into the role of coach, help, trying to help people define who they are, um, you know, because people just don't know. They don't know what they're supposed to be. They don't know who they're supposed to be. And, you know, it's cool because now it's limitless and you can do and be anything you want, but it's also confusing and very overwhelming to people. So I think it has a lot to do with the state of the, state of the world right now is people are spinning. I agree, and I think that they should take those boy uh, uh, little cooking uh, uh, baby crocker. Oven. What are those called? Easy bake oven. The easy bake oven, yes. Bake I think oven. they should just throw those away because we don't want to, you know, mess up the genders as uh, oh any more than they goodness. already are. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's in the kitchen all the time. <laughs> he is the inventor of the baby crocker for boys. Okay. Yeah, I would think you would be a poster child for that, Jeff. <laughs> uh, I think they need to give him a little gourmet there one, but not a not a not make it define. I think it needs to be universal. Oh, William Sonoma can do it, not Betty Crocker. Right. All right, got it. <laughs> we'll be back right after this with the dash.
fantastic we love rachel she and uh john come over here regularly we were talking about their new cd and and how we can all help them get that get that stamped out because damn that woman has some pipes right Mhm. Mhm. Yes. all right so wait let's talk a little bit more about the guests we had this week because we had some really cool guests this week and jeff was- and john i just want to thank you guys because you are just hitting it out of the park with the guest lineups 
Word, bro. Definitely. How was, and uh, it was, how was Robert Sard last night? Wasn't Robert, Robert Sard on? was really cool. Like, super fun guy, you know. Um, talked about, like, back in the day when he was dating, how, you know, he'd have to get through seven no's and a couple of slaps before he'd get himself a woman. And that that trained him for his sales career, and uh, how like it's just a numbers game <laughs> in the in the nose until he gets to his yeses there too. And his new book, Stretch Yourself, uh, and uh, he sent me a copy of it. Uh, Stretch Yourself, create the relationships you deserve. Ten steps to achieving effective relationships in business and life. And uh, he's just got the friendliest face and like the coolest disposition. Just an all-around cool guy. We, I actually asked him if he'd be interested in hosting his own Dash Radio show. So, uh, and he seems interested. So we might have Ron back here on a regular basis, which is going to be That'd cool. be awesome. Mhm. Yeah, super fun guy. And uh, like, you know, you gotta like people gotta take themselves a little less seriously. I think altogether in life, you know. If you can't laugh, if you can't go ahead and and see the bright or the funny or the I'm a little ridiculous side of every story, um, you know, you just end up getting all tightly wound and and people walk around looking like they have a bad taste in their mouth all the time, you know. I know people that look like they literally have a bad taste in their mouth all the time. (laughs) Like, can you imagine walking around that unhappy? (laughs) It just... It would be terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think life's worth it. If you're if you're that miserable, you need to find a, a new way of looking at things, you know. And um, you know, or you know, you could end up going ahead and becoming a paranormal researcher. You need you need a different look on life. You want to talk about a completely different view <laughs> of the life that you currently have. Um, you know, he, um, Mr. Oz. He is really an interesting guy, and he spends all of his time researching paranormal activity. So, you know, I guess, you know, looking at, like, the world that we live in and and seeing how the undead or the the after-death experience would be be a completely different way of looking at things, you know? Just talking to that guy, um, it, it was like we had this echo on the line that's never happened during any of our radio shows. We couldn't get rid of it no matter what we did. It was like there was a presence on the call. The guy had some stuff with him. And, uh, you know, we went to his page on haunting research, Hauntings Research. It's H-A-U-N-T-I-N-G-S Research, R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H.com. Uh, right? Hauntings Research. Is it .com or .org, guys? Somebody, somebody, dot com. Alex said so. Dot com. Hauntings plural research. Dot com. And you can also check Hauntings Research out on Facebook, and uh, see the uh, picture that keeps having different people and different entities show up in it. Um, every every. Well, what he said? He said he said that that uh, the they they changed nine times in in what? Few there, months. There was like a three year span. Something. Yeah. It's like, and, and when you look at the pictures, you can see they're like shadowy, shadowy, um, like things. Uh, like if if there was a, a glass over the picture and a flash, you know, maybe warped it or smoke went across it. Except they, they've been sitting there looking at them on the canvas. You know, they're they're sitting there saying these things were actually real and they're there and everyone's looking at them who who's in the room. So. It's like it's not so easy to see on Facebook, but um, 
you know, it's pretty spooky, you know, the people yeah, that's, that's, showing that's, up. Um, that's that's pretty neat stuff. It is. It's a and what a neat guest to all of a sudden be on our show, you know. That's definitely the everything in between of it all. <laughs> oh, I try to find it. Yeah. Well, it's cool. And then Bob Adams started his own show, and he's got Break Free at 8 o'clock on Thursday nights now, and he's all excited about that. Um, you know, Scott Allen, we found that he's got he's just buried with all the stuff that he's got to do. So we're, we're thinking that he's not going to be able to do a weekly show, but he's going to come on often enough to go ahead and, and be part of the Dash experience. And, and we're out just so everybody who's listening knows we are out looking every single day for – the hosts who want to be part of what we're doing here at the Dash, who want a Dash radio show and want to be part of our content, you know, want to go ahead and write and do, you know, do content blogging with us and who want to go ahead and, and host shows that are part of the, the entire Dash um, content sphere because, you know, we really believe in what we're doing and we want to do it different. We want to make it something that people want to listen to and, and want to be a part of. So, if you're an entrepreneur out there and you think your message needs to be heard or you have a book, you're an author, you're a musician, and you're you know really part of the entrepreneurial experience, please get in touch with us. Write to Jeff at the-radio.com. He's our production manager. Um, and uh, and tell him that you want to be on the show or you want to go ahead and start blogging, and, and, and we'll, get you, we'll get you on as part of the team because we're looking for you. And, uh, you know, the next diamond in the rough could be you. So... Can I give a shout-out real quick? Yeah. I'd like to give a shout-out to RadioGuestList.com. I think they, they've just sent us over a great list of guests, and, 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 and oh, I sure yeah. appreciate their website. So I just wanted to give a shout-out to them real quick. For sure. I remembered to do that last night, by the way. I didn't remember uh, well, to do thank it you. when I'm the sure actual radio show guest list was, was on, but I, I did remember to do it later. <laughs> They've been really great. They've, they've they, they have, and that's the only reason I wanted to throw that out there because they've been they've just been awesome. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's it, guys. It could be you who has the next site, who has the next content that's supporting the next the next radio show that's going to be the next huge thing on the internet. You know, we're all symbiotic. We all work together, and um, entrepreneurs have to work together, especially in today's world where there's so much competition out there. To be able to go ahead and get together and work together to create greatness is what we're all about. So for those of you who don't know who we are, we're the Dash, and you've met the the Wolf Pack or a portion of the Wolf Pack. We've got Jeff, we've got John, we've got Aaron, we've got Andy, and Alex is there spinning spinning records for us. And uh, we're here every Friday. And uh, I'm Dawn. I'll see you on Monday night. And thanks so much for joining us. We truly appreciate you. And make your Dash count each and every day. Have a great weekend. Bye now. Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.